1: Welcome, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Understanding Business. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station, and I'm Peter Lamont, your host. Thanks for joining me today for episode 185. We're going to be speaking with Todd and Shauna Sledge of the Paleo Bar. They are the founders and creators of the Paleo Bar. For those of you who watch the show Shark Tank, you might recall seeing them on season six, and it was episode 27, and they introduced their product and their bar. Um, We're going to talk to them today about a whole host of things that I think are going to be very, very valuable for our listeners because this is the kind of story that we want to hear. We want to be able to learn how, you know, a young couple was able to create a company essentially out of nothing and become very, very successful. So we're going to talk to them today. I'd like to welcome Shauna and Todd to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today.
2: Hey, Peter. Thank you for... For inviting us,
1: yeah, we're honored to be on the show. Oh my pleasure. So you know you guys have a really unique business, and I think before we get into a little bit of your background and how this whole thing developed, let's just explain to people that don't know basically what a paleo lifestyle is and what is what is a paleo diet so people get it the
2: The paleo diet um is essentially you know pretty eating as natural as possible. So you just think of the, the outside parameter of a grocery store, um, fruits, nuts, seeds, berries, eggs, um, poultry, meat, fish, and, you know, wild wild game. Um, you stay away from dairy. You stay away from legumes, that's like green beans, peas, peanuts, and then grains. Um, And that's essentially it. A lot of people think it's raw meat. You 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 just eat the leg of a chicken, you know, but it's, you know, it's cooked meat and um, just pretty basic ingredients.
1: You know, I've looked into it myself because I can desperately need a a little help losing weight. Um, But, you know, the idea of the paleo diet is very interesting and appealing to people because it's unlike things that, People might you know equate it to, like perhaps the Atkins diet, it's totally separate, totally different. And it, it's a very cool idea, and I know a lot of people that have achieved really great success with it. So the idea of, of the paleo diet, I'm not aware of it being a very old idea, even though it's named after, you know uh, the dinosaur age. When did the paleo diet first come to be?
2: The initial research, so so Dr. Cordain, Lauren Cordain, who endorses our product, he really started about 23 years ago, and um, it's really funny, if you ask him, you know, how old is the paleo diet, he'll say 2,000 years old, the cavemen right. were eating. <laughs> but as far as, you know, some mainstream popularity, um, I would say really in the last yeah three to five years um, you know in in my circle you know i've I've known about it a little bit longer than that, but for it to be kind of a more you know casually used word, I'd say the last three years
1: so it's it's kind of a new idea, and what we're gonna talk a little bit about today is how you sort of developed a business out of a and and i want to say it's a relatively new popularized diet. So we're going to talk about that. But before we get into that, can we talk a little bit about your backgrounds? Because no entrepreneur just wakes up one day as an entrepreneur. There's a struggle. There's a And it always generally starts with people who have had a career in something else or they're doing something else or they have multiple jobs. So can you guys tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey? How did you start? Did you guys have regular jobs and then did you decide, decide hey, I want to do something different? What is your 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 background?
0: Well, for me, I I got into real estate at 19 years old. I I got my real estate license and and started selling real estate at 19. So I've always been kind of a go, you know, go-getter, I guess, and and trying to think out of the box and how to how to be successful. And so I've been selling real estate now, gosh, for 22 years. And that's taught me a lot about, you know, business and kind of figuring it out on your own. There's no you know I'm my own boss and and run my own company with real estate and so um I guess that was a good foundation um Shauna, would tell tell him your background Yeah
2: and so um I'm a dental hygienist is my professional um professional trade I guess and then also a group fitness instructor and so within that um I guess that's the the people part and hearing and you know being with people as Todd is with real estate. you have to hear what your customer wants and you know adjust accordingly to to help them with their needs because that's what you're there for as your customer but um i we do a lot of um outdoor activities, and so i I'm not gonna say necessarily our professional backgrounds led us to this it was our our lifestyle and hobbies so I do a lot of distance running and um, cycling events, mountain biking and road biking. Todd was um, into motorsports, so racing dirt bikes and uh, and uh, road bikes. And so okay. this this goes you know this goes back into 2010, which the story leads to paleo. He uh, wanted to make a product and call it BROP, B R triple A P, BROP, and that's the sound of acceleration. And so right. we coined the phrase, and um, he was like, maybe let's do, a, you know, a, a natural energy drink or an energy shot. And um, then we just looked at that, and we're like, that's really, really saturated. Um, then I had a marathon event in San Diego, and we're walking through this expo, you know, tasting and, and trying, you know, a plethora of products that we did not enjoy and did not like the ingredients and we were like brat bing brat boom brat blast brat bar and um even going back a little bit further than that i served in the peace corps and um you i just had to be creative with my food and my exercise and and um so we decided to create the brat bar and that became a successful brand in the marketplace um however it was not paleo so this is 2010 we launched this product in the marketplace It wasn't paleo. So, okay, people are eating our bars, we're in Whole Foods um, demoing, and we we keep hearing this rhetoric, well, your bars are great, but I'm switching to paleo, I don't do grain. I'm switching to paleo, I don't do dairy. We have whey protein in these bars. And we just, we saw, I don't want to call it a trend, because I don't believe the paleo diet is a trend. I think it is a lifestyle. But we kept seeing this need and it was by choice. It was by um recommendation from, you know, a, a doctor or a chiropractic office. And um so we said, you know what, we need to create a paleo bar and and that stemmed into you know what we what we have in the marketplace now. So we've shut Brop down, um and are focusing
0: yeah just focusing on the
2: paleo diet now and I also um have resigned from teaching classes and dental hygiene and thank God for Todd as we grow this company he still supports us with real right. estate and that's paleo not necessarily a nutshell but maybe a bag of nuts sorry if that took forever. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right so let me let's break some of this down because some of what you said is really interesting, and I want to know how you got there. So here's, here's my, uh, my theory. A lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs, they struggle with the fact that they've got a good-paying job, they've got a paycheck coming in, and why do they want to take that risk and go out and start something else? Yet they want to do something, so they kind of do it half-heartedly, and, and it doesn't really go anywhere. Now, it sounds to me like you guys had some decent jobs, you know, real estate, is is a good business. Dental hygienist is a good job. So what made you say, all right, we are not necessarily completely satisfied with what we're doing. We want to do more. And the other thing, Sean, I just want to add when you were talking about, you know, what you do, you're also a mom and and you guys have three kids, right?
2: Correct. Correct.
1: So you are super busy all the time. What would possess you? Like what was driving you? What 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 inside you said, hey, let's do something in addition to what we're already doing? Were you not satisfied with your jobs or did you have just this desire to create a company?
0: I think for me it's just it's just creating a legacy, right? I mean you want something that your kids are gonna be proud of you for and and it's it's not necessarily you know, our 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 motivation isn't isn't money driven. I mean it's it's so satisfying to go into a a grocery store we went when we went out to film the shark tank we stopped into whole foods in california just to pick up some ingredients for our props and and went in there and saw our product on the shelf and not only that i saw our product inside of a lady's shopping cart and <laughs> so i talked about it and that was that was really cool i mean that that that's what drives me i mean that it, that's really fun to to create something that's that's out in the marketplace and you know it's not the fame and notoriety i don't want anybody to to necessarily know who i am but but just to be able to have that that mark out there and and help people enrich their lives and give them something nutritious and beneficial you know
2: and that's that's kind of my piece is you you tagged it you know sometimes i look in the mirror and i'm like what are we doing but when i have my three kids and i had the busy schedule and I want to eat paleo and I need something, you know, in our very busy rushed life, you know, we created something that worked with our family and our nutritional needs and our, our lifestyle. And then I can take that with me and provide it to my children. And so I was like, I know a lot of other people who probably need the same thing. And so to, to produce something to make their life easier and where, Another busy mom can hand her my, our bar and feel good about, wow, you know, I'm not just giving something quick off the shelf just to satisfy hunger. I'm giving something off the shelf that will satisfy hunger and be nutritious for my kids. So
1: so it sounds like it's a combination of, of having this, this drive and desire to just, you know, do great things in your life combined with you having a need that you create, you know, you fulfill that need, you know, we need to eat this way. And, you know, it sounds to me like if you hadn't even started the business, you might still be making the bars for your own use.
0: So. Well, that's, that's just it. Shauna says she does outdoor activity. She's being very modest. I mean, she, she does these crazy races where she races 50 miles on her mountain bike on Saturday. And this is up in Leadville, Colorado. So the the, the starting altitude is 10,000 feet. So she'll do that on Saturday, and then Sunday she has to turn around and run that same fifty miles. And so, it's a back-to-back race where I mean, you you have to have proper nutrition. And so you're exactly right. If we, if we didn't start a company, um, you know, we would still be making these bars in our kitchen. And it's a perfect combination. Shauna likes to exercise, and and I like to eat. So it, 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 we're <laughs> we're a good team.
1: <laughs> well, you know what's 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 interesting, and what I hear a lot um, from from entrepreneurs is I started this business because I wanted to make more money. And generally, in my experience, the people that start businesses primarily for revenue do not succeed. It's the companies that start businesses because they have this desire to do more, be better, introduce something, have an idea that they want to share. Those are the companies that seem to succeed because I think there's a level of passion that does not exist when you're just chasing a dollar. So would you guys consider yourselves to be passionate about, you know, your product and your company?
0: I, I would. I mean, we we still aren't making money on this thing. And so if, if we were driven by money, we would have shut it down a long time ago because, right. you know, we had no idea what we were getting into with starting a food company and how expensive it, it is. And at this point we're we're self-funded. I mean, we've, we've got one angel investor that, that's been just a godsend and, and other than that, we've you know been been doing this on a shoestring budget. And so, if it was about the money, we would have we would have shut shut the door a long time ago. <laughs> so we're definitely driven by passion. <laughs>
2: yeah, you yeah. have to get used to seeing the color red for a couple of years. And um, it, it, that's exactly I think every entrepreneur knows if if you're in it just to make money. Any successful entrepreneur. Um, you're You're not going to make it. you have to have passion for what you're doing because the journey can be tough and it, it is up and down, and it's you know what I find is the hardest piece is we just jumped into starting a business in the food industry where people have lots of opinions and, <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so we're just trying to create something useful and good. And you know it might not be for everybody, but we're just um we're trying our best, and you know, thank God for Todd he knows some stuff about business. I still don't know anything about business and um <laughs> and and the journey is, <laughs> the journey is is you know it's a a bumpy road, and
0: um it's a lot of trial and error, but one thing that we we focus on is you know just okay what what's one thing today that we can do to move us forward you know and so just to try to break it down into the simple, simple steps, you know, because you can get overwhelmed. And we actually, when we were, when, you know, Shauna mentioned the, the brat nutrition bars and we actually started those in our kitchen, but then we figured out, okay, we have to, we can't cook these in our kitchen because the public doesn't want our germs and our dog hair in there. And so we have to go, we have to go rent a commercial kitchen. And so, we would go and rent a commercial kitchen two nights a week. We'd work our day jobs, and then at 9 o'clock at night, we'd go into this commercial kitchen and cook bars for, you know, basically all night. And um, we didn't that, – that facility didn't have a packaging machine. And so, you know, you, we cooked for, for five hours, and we had to, had to clean the kitchen. Well, then we took all of our bars down to Denver, which is about an hour drive, and dropped them off at a packaging Uh, facility and this was like at two o'clock in the morning we finally get there and they gave us a key and they said okay leave them here and we'll package them in the morning well we would do that and we'd drive home and then go back to work at you know 7 a.m 8 a.m actually Shauna was teaching classes at 6 a.m so she was running on two or three hours of sleep those nights she would sleep in the car on the way back from Denver type of thing (laughs) and so I mean it's just you know when you're when you have that passion though it, you're you're driven and and that stuff i mean when we look back on it we just are like wow that was crazy but but when when we were in the moment we just did it because that's what we had to do to to try to, make to, it to work. try to make it work right so that i think that passion is what really fuels you and and is what what gives you the energy to do this stuff um yeah.
2: you know i think the hardest part about doing this business is you know i have taught for over 17 years, I practiced dental hygiene in the same office for 17 years. So I know my people. I knew the industry. It wasn't like I had to, um, you know, obviously you keep up with, with what you're doing and and new developments, but I felt like I knew it. And with starting this business, it's you don't just get to execute. You have to first learn, then execute. Oh, then the next thing. Learn it and then execute it from packaging and design and marketing and it's um and setting i setting the
0: timer on the oven. We've burnt so many bars <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: Yeah. And um and so that I think has been the the hardest part for me is yeah, I don't I didn't know anything about food and and producing food for the marketplace and barcodes and licensing, just the little pieces. You know, now I do, and, you know, we welcome anybody who wants to start a company, whether you want to make a paperclip or you want to make another food bar, you know, reach out to us. We'll give you a, you know, a very dumbed down template of these are some of the things you have to do because whether, it doesn't matter what you're making, there's just still some pieces of the process that that always have to be in place so yeah
0: and that, that's one thing that we we vowed to pay it forward because throughout this process we've run into some just amazing amazing people and it's it's fun to see six other successful people and the really successful people are willing to share their knowledge and yeah and 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 help others to grow because you know they don't you know, I, I just think I think that's amazing. That's a good a good quality, and and the people that we've met through this process have just been incredible. And so, Shauna, Shauna and I have always said, gosh, if we ever if we ever are successful, we want to pay that forward and and help other people. You know, help pave the way for them as well. And so, you know, we like like she said, we we're, we're happy to talk to to other wanna be entrepreneurs and and people that are thinking about starting something and, and giving them our right. story.
1: Well, that's that's an amazing thing in and of itself, aside from your story, because while the very successful entrepreneurs are willing to give and share and and they don't feel that, hey, if I give you some information, you're going to compete with me, even though you're not even selling the same product, there's a lot of egotism and uh, self-centered attitudes when it comes to business in general. And it's a very cutthroat world, and it seems as you know as our children grow in this world it gets worse and worse and scarier so to have somebody be willing to say hey look if you need help we'll share our experience with you is a is a really unique and great thing and while you've met a lot of people that have will have been willing to help you i would i would bet that the majority the vast majority of people that have gone to other successful or semi-successful entrepreneurs and asked for help have been turned down that's just that's a terrible way that our, our world is. But the fact that you're willing to share that and help people is such a great and commendable thing. So, you know, that, that to me that means a lot, you know, as you guys as a company. Those are the kinds of companies that I want to purchase products from, the ones that, that care about the people and are decent people and not just looking for money. So that's a great quality. That's a great thing.
0: Well, thank you for saying that. I mean, I, I think it's sad that that our society is like that, but I think the world would be just a, a much better place, and and if everybody kind of collaborated on ideas, I mean, what could come out of that is just unthinkable. And I've been very blessed to to be work at a real estate company that has that that mindset and philosophy where we're all partners at our company, and it's not a typical cutthroat sales sales situation. I mean, we're all right. We're all family and collaborate together so that's been that's been cool to kind of put that mindset to work in in the business in in, in creating this business. so now let me ask also,
1: you oh,
2: oh i'm go sorry ahead. go ahead i was no, just going to say um also within the paleo community itself mm-hmm. you know like i was saying you know, we are just trying to make a product to um to fit the needs of paleo of the paleo community or you know, people who have a gluten a gluten intolerance or they have a disease that is related to gluten or, you know, they can't have dairy. We're just are trying to provide a product and so many people, you know, so many companies, that's that's their intention, to provide a service or a product to be of help. And so to to wanna be cutthroat and then limit that to the customer, to the consumer is just you know, you're not doing anybody a service, and so I feel that way for Paleo, and I also feel that way for CrossFit. You know, we're big, diehard CrossFit people, and um, I just that's what that's the, also the the drive is the the community that we're in and the the solitude, the people that come together to help one another.
0: Okay. They're
1: similar minds, right? Yep. Right. No, it's definitely a great thing. Now, let me just talk for a second about you know something you said earlier, which is. We didn't know anything really about the food industry. And that's something that a lot of times entrepreneurs that are not providing services, uh, like, you know, um, maybe you're going to create your own company where you're going to provide um, educational services or some other service-based business. When you're actually creating a product, that can be extremely challenging because there are so many components that go into it. There's licensing, branding you know copyright and trademark then there's the whole you know distribution and a lot of entrepreneurs will say I don't know how to do this they don't end up doing anything so when you guys first started this I mean even back when you had Brock and you were looking to have someone package the bars for you what sort of learning process did you go through and how did you figure it all out did you have somebody that walked you through it or was it like you were saying trial and error
0: well, I'm, uh, again, very blessed that Shauna has the drive that most people don't. <laughs> and so, I mean, she when she puts her mind to something, she does whatever it takes to figure it out. So, like I said before, one, one thing a day to move us forward. So today we're going to figure out how to get barcodes. Um, one thing with the brat bars that was an interesting side story is that there was a, there's an ingredient in there that we use. It's, we used basmati rice, and we, we've, uh, put, we, we changed it into a flour. Okay, and that was kind of the base of the bar, and so we figure out how to do that in our kitchen. Well, then we decide to go make these things, mass-produce them. Well, you can't find basmati rice flour in bulk, and so...
2: Yeah, and- we were just taking raw raw rice, and we bought a milling machine, and we made our own flour, and just assumed there was flour in the world to be bought. Right, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so now, uh, when we go from making in our kitchen to now, okay, now we need 25-pound bags of this stuff, and... You know how how do we source that? And so it's it was just we cold called Lundberg Farms out in California, and we said, hey, we're we're this tiny little mom and pop company. We, you know, they're thinking, okay, do we need, you know how many pounds of this stuff do you need? Do we sell them by the tens of thousands? You know, and we said, oh, can we get you know 100 pounds to start? You know, and they just kind of they just laughed at us. They're like, no, that that we don't do that. Our minimum to,
2: order is like yeah, 10,000 we, pounds. Yeah, we have to shut
0: down. <laughs> To mill this stuff for us, and so anyway, just per, like persistent, Shauna just kept on the phone with them and said, "Come on, guys, we just you know we need some help here," and talked them into milling 5,000 pounds for us, and and you know that was going to cost us $5,000, and we had I think $10,000 in our bank at that time, and so okay, let's are we going to commit to that, you know? And so just
2: well, and that that's just props to Lundberg Farms. You know, I am gonna I am gonna name drop because. <laughs> They're this huge company that sells rice and other products, and here they are helping just two, you know, schmucks in the world.
0: Because of your persistence. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. but they're
2: just, you know, we were persistent, but they were kind. They were just nice people and said, you know what, we can do this for you. Mm-hmm. And we had a semi-truck back up into our our neighborhood, <laughs> our cookie cookie-cutter cookie cutter neighborhood, you know, with pallets full of flour and a neighborhood kid helped us unload bag after bag of bag of
0: flour in <laughs> our, in our, our in garage, so our... we could get them to our manufacturing facility. Yeah, so.
2: <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the typical moving truck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you this: they were kind enough to do it for you, but how many other places did you call and have them tell you absolutely not? Y-
2: you know, quite a few. Like, because they're they're. They said, "Well, you're not big enough to have a wholesale account. You're not big enough for this. You don't have a credit history. You know that that kind of stuff is just maddening. Well, we're trying.
1: Yeah, we our, our will. good and we're we <laughs> right. great thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so, but that, I that just
1: that about. just goes to show you how if you are persistent, even though people are telling you no, 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 and you're not this, and you're not that, and you don't have this, and none of that." You could have very easily said, "Hey, listen, you know, Todd, this isn't going to happen. I can't find anybody." But right. that persistence and that mindset of, "All right, I'm not going to be disheartened. Maybe I'm frustrated, but I'm going to keep going and going because I know somebody out there is going to help me." That that's really an important point for people to understand.
0: It, it is. I mean, you have to. You have to learn to hear no a lot and luckily for me I wasn't very good at dating growing up so I heard no a lot but (laughs) but, (laughs) no I mean it's seriously you I mean you, you do hear that word a lot and and it it does it does push you down and you just either make the choice to keep moving forward and ask again or or give up and and so far we're we're still asking so
1: so now once you you know you you started making some progress and moving forward what about the more intricate parts of the business such as did you know anything about trademark did you work with a lawyer did you start researching this on your own and, and how did you come you know about learning about food handling rules and how did that happen
0: I think our I think our first um our first people that we give props to on that is is the people that we rented the commercial kitchen from and they're a little local salsa company here, and you know they make salsa a couple of days a week, and then they rent out their kitchen the rest of the days, and and they put together this great package of of, of what to do if you want to start a food company.
2: Yeah, with the health department.
0: And so they helped okay. us with you know, all the health department stuff. What you know, what was required there. Um, we also have a you know we also have CSU here in in, in Fort Collins, and they have a mm-hmm. food lab. We learned okay um well we have another friend that started a, a, a kind of a margarita a, a bottled margarita and she she told us hey you go down to CSU food lab and they can they can do your nutrition labels you know and so
2: it was lots of lots of research on the internet um okay you have to have a barcode where do you get your barcodes? you have to have ingredients labeled um you have to have a nutritional label you um what kind of packaging is safe for the blanched almonds in your bars so they don't get UV lighting and you know their shelf life is compromised. You have to do what's called a water activity and and that's um, the molding rate of your product so that you know what best buy date to put on there. Um
0: right. yeah, yeah, just boxes. Lots of stuff like like Shauna said, just asking a lot of questions and, and and doing a lot of research.
2: So so for instance with the paleo bar, you know we we decided, okay, we want to make a paleo product. And paleo is a name that anybody can use, but the Paleo Diet is the trademark right. that we have and you know, we have an endorsement for. And so we reached out to Dr. Cordain and said, you know, we're gonna make a product line under our other company. We're gonna call it Paleo. You know, what does that look like to you? And he said, You can call it you know, I've said this before, paleo, schmaleo, whatever, but it cannot be the paleo diet. That's my trademark. So we said, okay, well, what would it, you know, what would it take to potentially use your trademark? And um, at the time, he was actually being courted by a company in Boston and in uh, Chicago, and he said it just had to have attributes of amino acids and, you know, be pretty well rounded in energies of the carbs, fat, and and um protein and so we're okay amino acids so amino acids um come from meat or eggs and we weren't going to make a meat bar so we you know said okay we need to use egg white protein and just started um mixing this in the kitchen and i don't even like to cook that's the irony <laughs> cooking makes you know that means I have to be inside and I like to I'm an outdoors person
0: well she was pregnant with our three-year-old at the time too and so for all the mothers out there that have been pregnant you know your your taste buds change and so every every sample that she would have she's like I hate these and she would give them to to me and our other two kids and we were like no these are great we love them you know and (laughs) (laughs) so that was kind of a battle too
2: yeah that was that was hard because you know you talk about you have to have believability in what you're doing I'm like I don't even like these like why are we trying to make these (laughs) and so you know we came up with the um, the formula and then we with this endorsement of Dr. Cordain you know we couldn't take a chance of being as local as we wanted to and driving bars back and forth and you know are we going to find appropriate packaging so we went all in and found a hundred and nine thousand square foot manufacturing facility to make these bars for us and you know they make a lot of other products that are in the marketplace in the bar sections of the grocery stores so we knew that they had good standards and um i mean you're talking about metal detectors and and they it's a
0: legitimate facility yeah and right. again, what Sean what Sean is getting at is with the with the brat bars we had some some issues with inconsistency and Packaging that didn't seal correctly, and you know, just kind of the trials and tribulations of that. So we, you know, with this product, we said, you know what, this is, this has the potential to be big, and 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 we want to do this right. And so we found a, a facility that that you know does a lot of other reputable products, and, and they right
1: us.
2: Yeah, we, and we were, wanted to protect Doctor protect uh, Doctor Cordain.
1: Well, that's another interesting point too, is that you had the wherewithal to say, why don't we go and get the endorsement of the guy that created the diet because that's, I mean, that's a huge marketing, um, deal. And that that's really beneficial. Whose idea was it to to go to him?
0: I think both of ours. I mean, Shauna actually knew Dr. Cordain outside of outside of this. Um, so we had, it it wasn't a complete cold call and he's from our same city. So it was kind of a, I would say its a meant to be thing. Um,
2: yeah, he didn't endorse this just because he, you know, we had met him before. We came up with the formula that he agreed to because he was flown out to Chicago and Boston, and they just weren't coming up with the, the formula that he said, I believe in this. I can put my name on it. And um, it took a little bit, and then I had to send it not only to CSU for their food lab to do the um, nutritional label for But with the manufacturer, they have their own in-house R&D, and um, they had to test it for themselves. And so this is, you know, this is before we even launched the product. We're putting out $8,000 for testing a formula. They maybe tweak it a little bit to make it manufacturable. Then you have to run a pilot. And all those bars are, you know, just donated bars. They're not wrapped in your package where you can sell them. Right. And – yeah, you know, we kinda of went back and forth a little bit and then we we got the ingredient formula that he said he did his like, you know, mad mad max. Mad
0: science calculation. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, Oh But <laughs> like, you guy's it. actually nailed it. He he was he was blown away by the recipe and, and the attributes of it and he's like, You know what, I I would definitely put my name on this. Mm-hmm. So like Shauna said, it wasn't an endorsement just because he knew us. It was uh I mean we had that we had that in- initial put it in the door, I would say, but we had to we had to bring it and, and back it up with a good product to get his endorsement, and we did that. So
2: And then the product itself has gone through its own journey. Um, you know, we added fiber to reduce the sugar content, and the sugar is only from the natural fruits of the bars, but because we have no preservatives, the sugar from the fruit acts as a natural preservative, but we were getting feedback, like, your bars are great the sugar content's too high. Okay. You know, a year later, let's add fiber and 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 try to reduce the sugar. And then our price per unit, we made the bars and we thought we would sell every single bar we made because we had, you know, this paleo diet endorsement and we made 150,000 bars from the from the starting gate because it just made the price per unit um much lower. And we did not sell that many um, in in the first few months. So we're sitting here with a warehouse full of bars and we're targeting CrossFit gyms. And this is, you know, again, three years ago. And they just weren't really interested in doing retail. And so we completely changed our whole marketing um, direction and went towards the grocery stores. And we've been, you know, like I said, we're still in the red, but we've seen success and, and we're moving product that way.
1: Well, I think that it's a great story so far because you are not some of these people that will, will look. I, we've had a lot of entrepreneurs on the show. And we've talked to a lot of people and some of them are a little more forthcoming than others. And a lot of people, you know, as far as I know, because we see the feedback from the shows, a lot of our listeners will say things like, Oh, you know, that, that guy was full of crap. He wasn't really telling us what was going on and, he had a ton of money and funding, and so it's really easy for somebody who has a ton of money to go out and start their own company, And they, or they knew a lot of people. What's unique about your story, and I think is unique but also very common, is that you didn't know a ton of people that you could just hand this off to. You had to do a tremendous amount of work, and if you listen to what you're saying and really hear how much effort went into this with the research and the late hours, dealing with a family, you know, dealing with the stress of, of, of husband and wife, and and you made this happen, and you're years away from where you started, and you're still going strong, and things are, are better than ever. That hard work, there's no substitute for that. And a lot of people that want to say, oh, you know, I, I don't want to work that hard. I want to have my own product or business because I want to have more time to myself. That's the wrong attitude to have, and that's demonstrated by the, the – amount of effort and hard work that both of you have put into the product.
2: Well, and you, um, you know, there's been more than enough times we've looked at each other and said, we, this is supposed to take longer than we expect it to take because you want it to happen overnight. And you think, you know, you're so proud of your product. You're like, everybody's going to want to buy it, of course. And that's not necessarily always a true thing. Um, You know, people like our product. You know, every once in a while we get negative feedback. When we first launched, we got some negative feedback, and we listened and we changed the formula a little bit to to make it better. And you know, and it's it's painful to get negative feedback, but again, if you're trying to be there for your consumer, you have to take that as this is um, not necessarily something I want to hear, but something I need to hear. And, right. You know. There were so many times I'm like, "Don't taste it and have a crunchy face," you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I mean, it, but you don't, it, it takes longer than you think. I mean, it's you know, I I think you're you're exactly right. I mean, there's there's been days where it's like, "Come on already, there's, we need a break," and you know, we we got to keep moving this thing forward, and we're just it just seems like we're taking two steps back, but then the next day we'll take three steps forward, and so right, it, 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 it's not an, it's not an overnight thing, and anybody that. I mean, those those overnight success stories are so rare that that I mean, you just have to keep keep driving.
1: So, yeah, it's a marathon. It's definitely not a sprint. Um, now, let's talk about uh, the, this idea of listening to your customers because listening to your customers is such an important quality in in a successful company. A lot of people will say, "This is the product I want to make, and you're going to love it because I love it," and they're not willing to be flexible and listen to this feedback and change. And you guys are a prime example of a company that has listened and given the consumer what they want. And, and, you know, I want to talk about that versus the idea of haters because every business, every entrepreneur, you've got haters. You've got people that are going to criticize. How do you mentally deal with the negative feedback that you know you can take something from and make a better product and those people that just hate? How do you mentally handle that? You know, I'm sure there were days where you were down on what you were doing and things weren't going well. And then if you saw some negative feedback, you know, how did you manage to not get so down? How did you manage to handle that?
0: I think when you go into the the grocery aisle and you see how many, or, you know, how many different bars, how many different products are out there, I think you just have to remind yourself, okay, you know, with the food industry, you're not going to please everybody. And so, you know there's times when I've eaten something and I'm like oh that's that's horrible you know I don't voice my opinion like some people do on the internet these days but um you know so I think you just have to remind yourself you know what this this product isn't for everybody and that's okay um I mean you know now that we've started getting some some publicity and notoriety and especially going on Shark Tank we you know there was a blog that went out last week in fact that um you know the a guy saw us on Shark Tank and he's like well, what what does her husband you know he doesn't know the story so he's like what does her husband do and and he he's probably just a bum and and she probably needs to just you know dump her husband and go you know and then her her company will be successful you know and so they don't they don't know the backstory and you just you just have to chuckle at that I mean yeah part of you is like you know what I want to get on the phone and and tell you exactly what her husband does and, <laughs> but it's like you know what that guy you know if if he if he has nothing better to do than to, to write about a, sh- a show that was on TV. On the internet and blog about it, then then more power to them, you know. But
2: I always I always think perspective. There is always you know multiple perspectives from every direction. You know somebody's looking at something, and I just think okay that's the way they see it, and and that's why they have that opinion. And so you know I just um, I try not to get upset, and again go back to the mission. We're just trying to provide something. That is 100% paleo, that is convenient and that is nutritious, and right. and this is the taste it has, and we hope that you love it, and we'll try to make adjustments as we can, and keep it within the paleo realm, and and we'll go from there.
0: Mm-hmm. It is hard no. to hear about things, with kids, right? But you just have to. Sometimes that. Sometimes you hear that. And you just have to keep keep going. So.
1: Right, because there are those people out there that no matter what you do. They hate you anyway, just because maybe you're successful or whatever. Now, you mentioned Shark Tank, so let's talk about that for a second. Um, you put together a, a nice-looking presentation. You walked away without an investor. And for those people who watch the show, you know, Shawna, you were obviously emotional about it. Um, before we talk about that, let me ask you, did you see an increase in sales from the Shark Tank show, even though you didn't get a deal?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we, you know, people were so supportive and, you know, curious. And so, yeah, lots of lots of sampler packs went out. <laughs> we spent some extra hours in the warehouse, but that's what we're here for. So thank you. Thank you, Public, for that.
1: And so even though you didn't get a deal that you wanted, you know, I think the publicity and the uh, at least brand awareness, I think is something that was probably beneficial to you guys from being on the show. So having to to do it again, would you do it again?
2: Oh, absolutely. Even without a deal because, um, you know, Shark Tank is a a great show. Those sharks are so nice. I mean, you know, we're in there for about a 50-minute meeting, and it gets edited down. You know, it's still reality, you know, they didn't know who we were, hadn't seen us or our product till we walked through that door, um, and so all of that's still reality TV. Um, but you know, you get you get time to talk to those sharks, and they get to delve into what your business is and who you are. And um, I would do Shark Tank again because even preparing to to apply. You have to get your stuff together. You have to know your business. You have to know margins. You have to know revenues. And you know, I I'm going to say I wasn't really paying attention to that before we applied for Shark Tank. I was just trying to make the bars and get them out, whatever that took. And then to understand, okay, this is how you run a successful business, that's a whole other piece of the the puzzle and um so the prep work to to get onto Shark Tank and mm-hmm. You know, I think there's 45,000 applicants and they invite 150 to California to to pitch and then I think only 104 are televised. And um so I am proud of that and then again back to the sharks themselves. They're very very nice. They've been there and they've done it. Yeah, and going um,
0: back to what we were talking about earlier about successful people are willing to help you. I mean, I sure. would say that the five sharks were all that way. I mean, they were all genuine, sincere, and willing to give us advice. And and I mean, even even Mr. Wonderful, you know, he comes across so so abrupt on TV, but he is just a genuine good guy. And and I didn't get to say anything in that in that pitch. I was actually in a unique situation because I got to just sit there and observe it all. And so I would right. I would just gently at their eyes and. And their mannerisms and then listen to what what was being said back and forth and I was just blown away by how genuine and and kind those guys are all of them
2: <laughs> but you know at the same time you are you are with the sharks because you do your little pitch and then all of a sudden boom 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 like a machine gun they all ask a question at the same time and you're okay which 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 question should I answer that really is going to give me opportunity to discuss the bar the bars and and our money, and our mission, and, you know, at the time, we still had BRAP, um, that didn't come out, because that would be promoting another company, and I was teaching, and dental well, they, hygiene. Yeah, well, they
0: edited, they edited that part out of the of the show, but we talked about it in the, in the, in the Shark Tank, yeah. Okay.
2: Yep. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, you got to see the most emotional parts, and that was, you know, towards the end, where I was more frustrated of, you know, they were thinking I wasn't focused on paleo. And I can see where they would have thought that. And um, we, uh, after that, you know, I quit teaching. I resigned from dental hygiene and um, BROP. You know, we we sold a company. Um, And so now all the focus is on paleo. But when we were in the tank, like, there was a part where, you know, they're like, "Shauna, you're nine of – you're nine of 10 things and um, you need to just focus and, and just laser beam focus. And I said, you know, we had kind of these great heart to hearts. I was like, how do you have a company, you know, another company and that birth, the paleo diet bar, and then not have it when you're selling the product and people like it. And they explain, you know, you get a broker and you have to package it up and sell it. And I said, the other part is, you know, this is supplemental income. And you know, and then there's that safety net and loyalty of I've done that for 17 years. And,
0: Dental hygiene,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah it's what yeah. I know with. And it makes money, and I'm comfortable, and I don't want to leave my people. And uh, Mark yeah, Cuban, the- he was so sweet. He's like, I get that. You know, I was there when I was a bartender. I was there, and I, I had my people, my friends. I made money, and I just had today, one day say, it's either this forever or it's this forever, and I I had to make a decision.
0: Mm-hmm. Obviously, he made the right choice. But <laughs> yeah, the one thing that, that was so frustrating about that, and and where the tears came from for Shauna is is, you know, they were saying that she was spread thin, and she's she was definitely spread thin, and we've definitely we've definitely made modifications for that. But what they don't understand, what was frustrating for me, I wasn't I wasn't allowed to speak at that. I it, it was the, the way that we. applied applied for the shark tank we we put it as her company and this is her deal and so i could only be there as a prop and so i i wasn't allowed to get up and say anything and the one thing i wanted to try to express to the sharks is is you know her drive and her ability to um, accomplish so much i mean it's like that old military commercial you know we've we've accomplished more by 6 a.m than most people do all day and that's that's how shauna is i mean (laughs) she just she gets up at crazy hours and, and doesn't require a lot of sleep, and she has more energy than anybody I've ever seen. So, I mean, it's to try to get that to be like, okay, guys, yeah, she has a lot going on, but she can handle this, and, and you know, I'm here too, and, and we we can do this. And so just trying to get them to, to buy into the story of, hey, you know, we've got a good product, and, and we are focused on, on making it work. Right, so. right. That,
2: that was the only regret I have is, I wish we would have set it up where Todd and I both, um, presented, you know, cause he's running his real estate company. And even though we're partners and I, we discuss our business, I do the day to day tasks. So we thought it would be better to have it as just myself presenting. And if we did it again, we would go in as a team like we are because there well, many- is. I'd,
0: I'd make her wear the caveman outfit. That was a very-
2: <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and, um, you know, there was, I watched that. I've only, I watched it the night it aired, and I've watched it one other time. It's, you know, it's embarrassing to watch yourself on video. But I just remember crying, watching it, because I, the camera went over to Todd, and he's looking at me with just this precious face of, no, Shauna, don't. I'm sorry they're thinking that. I wish I could help you and protect you, you know. And uh, we would go in, we'd go in as a unit, um, I talked to an investor after the fact. He hasn't invested. He was just somebody who wanted to give me some advice, and he's like, had I known you were doing Shark Tank, we would have put you up in front of a panel of other investors so that you could practice because when an investor is looking to invest in you, they want to know your whole heart is in that one thing. And he's like, I would have – you. I would have yeah. helped
0: you. and and not to any fault of the of the show or anything, but the producers, you know, leading up to going to pitch, they really made it seem like okay, this is actually this is actually beneficial that we.
2: You look like a hard worker. Yeah, we
0: look like we're we're a right. work ethic because we our work ethic is 100 percent there. Like we we put in whatever it takes to get stuff done, and so by expressing all the things that we we did, we thought that would be a benefit. And yeah. So
2: right. it just got, it got missed miscommunicated. But you know what, that's my fault because I'm supposed to control the meeting and, you know, I let it get out of hand and get twisted about all the other things when I should have kept the focus just on the product. And so, you know, that in itself is a learning experience.
1: Well, you've made some significant changes since the show. Obviously, you're no longer working. Um, What is the future of the company? Where is it going right now? And what can people look forward to in the future?
0: Well, we we our company is the paleo diet foods. So the the ultimate dream is to have several products under that umbrella. Um, we've got our two our two flavors dialed in now. Um, we're getting ready to launch two more flavors, um, and then we're also working on a um, uh, another series of bars that are going to be paleo friendly, and um, they're going to be. Um, kind of an almond, almond and cashew butter base with with some fun stuff in it. So that'll be that'll be down the road a little bit, but it's it's you know stuff that we're working on behind the scenes and.
2: Yeah, we're still we're still. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, Peter. So I'm sorry. We're we're still looking for funding, but um, some of the challenges of the product is, um, and I I think I was going to mention it earlier, and I I went somewhere else with that, but the egg white our main protein ingredient skyrocketed. It went up 250%. So we made 150,000 bars, thinking we'd sell every single one of them, and we had to change our marketing direction, went into the grocery channel, and we did sell those. But then when we go to make new bars, they went up. And I'm not kidding you, $0.45 a unit. So we couldn't change our prices with our distributor yet because there's a 90-day – a 90 day.
0: Yeah. We were on basically on a contract with them to sell them at X price. And
2: and we made them at X price. So we sold all these bars and didn't make money on yeah, them.
0: We actually had to write a check to send those bars off to the grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, wow. so
2: that's, that's learning the industry. And, um, uh, right. so now we readjusted the formula again and, um, reduced the egg white protein and have added, um, pumpkin seed protein and, uh,
0: more hemp protein and hemp
2: protein so now our price per unit is going down we can offer better prices to the customer and start making better margins yeah and
0: egg, egg whites are so volatile right now with all the you know with all the, the that flu going around and, and all the chickens dying and everything so
2: so entrepreneurs out there you know know your know your source like know where you're getting your raw ingredient source first and you have to almost create your product based off of a cost spreadsheet, you know, and then put the things you love within that in your product. But it's it's a lot different than making your grandma's favorite cookies with, you know, with with certain ingredients that hey, that cost too much to
0: yeah, make. Yeah, our, our manufacturer gives us a hard time all the time. They're like, you guys are making like the Cadillac or the Ferrari of bars here, and you know, because we 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 pride ourselves on having. Really high quality ingredients, so we don't want to compromise that
2: we will compromise that. We, yeah,
0: we absolutely won't, and we have to we have to adjust the protein source a little bit just because I think egg whites are so so volatile, I don't know right I don't you know that'll take a while to kind of balance back out, so we were able to to reformulate that like shauna said, and still still maintain our our, our paleo diet trademark and and uh you know, be still true to a, our customers yeah, be true to our product and our beliefs and, and and, and, but, but then get the cost down because if we, if we can't make margins, we can't continue to, to make the bars, you know,
1: it just... Right. Now, let me ask you, if you had to give one piece of advice to an entrepreneur looking, not necessarily in the food industry, but just looking to start their journey, each of you, what would the most important piece of advice be? I I
0: said it earlier, and I you know I I just have to I say it so much because I have to keep telling myself this too, but just do okay. What's one thing today that I can do to move forward to my goal? You know, and just break it down into the simplest task. But but every day when you wake up, make sure you're doing one thing. I mean that that's that's one piece of advice I can give.
2: And Shut mine on. is yeah. And I think it's interesting that you asked this both because you know we're a unit but we're we're completely different humans um mine would be and this is going to sound like a yoga yoga term wake up with an intention okay my intention is to provide the best paleo product there is to the consumer i wake up to in, with the intention to get that to them and uh yeah that's it wake up with an intention
1: now those are are both great pieces of advice Um, Now, before I let you guys go, if people want to learn more about you, obviously we're going to to drop a link to your site in the show notes, but how can people contact you, interact with you? If there are investors out there who are, you know, looking to get behind a quality product and company like yours, how do you want people to contact you?
2: Um, They can email us at info at TPDfoods. you know the paleo diet food so tpdfoods.com um they can call us um, our instagram our facebook um that's all the paleo diet bar um should i give my phone number Yes
1: yeah, sure yeah, absolutely
2: one, Yeah 19704439741 um you know pigeon messenger smoke signal, whatever they need. We'll be looking for it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Our
0: bank bank wiring number is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, we're in a variety of whole foods. I would say mostly in in the California region and then independents across the the country, you know, these small, same little things, And entrepreneurs, trying to provide the best, you know, natural and organic product that they can. Lots of independent grocery stores carry us. And just ask, hey, do you have those crazy people with Carl the caveman on their bars? Yeah, that's
0: something <laughs> that helps out a bunch is when people go into their, their favorite grocery store and then they, they say, hey, this is a great product. You guys should carry it. They go to customer service and say, hey, bring these in, and and they can do that. We're, we're in national distribution where any grocery store can, can order us in from – a company called UNFI, and so if uh, there's people out there that like our product and want to help us get into more grocery stores, that's what they can do.
2: Oh, and I guess the the common sense thing would say our website.
1: (laughs) Yeah, order online. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, listen, I want to thank you both for taking the time today to talk to us. You know, you were so honest and open with everything, and I think that the information that that you you provided can help so many people, and, and you gave great advice. You have a great company, a great product. I wish you continued success. I'm sure we're going to see big things from you in the future. So, uh, you know, good luck, and thank you again so much for being on. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for the time. We appreciate you.
2: Yeah, Peter, thank you for being on this journey with us. So, And um, I need to reach out to get you some product when we're done.
1: Absolutely. All right, so we will be in touch. I'd like to have you perhaps back on the show in a few months. And, uh, you know, talk about where, where you've been and, and how you've developed, you know, from now until then. Because you guys are making a tremendous amount of progress, even though sometimes while you're in it, it's hard to see it. But I think looking from outside in, um, you know, a lot of of, of of quality work and and a good job. So I'd like to have you back on.
2: All right. Well, thank you.
1: All right, guys. Thanks again. Todd and Shauna Sledge of Paleo Diet Foods. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All bye right.
2: Bye bye. Have Bye-bye.
1: a great one. So a, a ton of good information and um, really hard working family, and that's so important to understand that that hard working component of success. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to have success, it does not come easy. And a lot of us think, oh, hard work—that's just an, a, a given. But it's really. The level of hard work, the level of commitment that you put in that makes the difference between somebody that's working hard and somebody who is so committed and passionate. I mean, listen to their story. They've got kids, right? They, they have jobs, and they're going 9 o'clock at night to make these these original bars when they first started their company. And that is something that you can only do with with passion because that passion drives you to do it, and clearly they have it. So that's great. And then, you know, my, my favorite um, bits of advice from Todd and Shauna. You know, Todd said that his most important advice is move forward one step at a time. Wake up and have one thing to do. And you know what that's, that's basically saying is A, have a goal. Okay. Goal setting important. B, focus on that goal. And interestingly enough, Shauna said something. That complements what Todd said, which just shows you what a good team they are. She said to wake up with an intention. And that to me is another way of saying, again, wake up with a goal. And if you wake up and you don't know what you're going to do and you're all scattered, because let's face it, owning a business of any type, you have to wear multiple hats. You have to engage in different roles throughout the day. And sometimes it can be super overwhelming. You know, you, you don't know what to do, so you end up doing nothing, or you do the easy things or the fun things or the distracting things because you're overwhelmed. And that's a very common scenario. But if you take the advice that Todd and Shauna gave, it basically says, A, have a goal, and B, focus on that goal. Laser focus on that goal. So when you wake up in the morning, you have to know what you're going to do that day. What am I going to accomplish? And they gave the example of figuring out how to get a barcode, right? They needed a barcode. So they took one day, and that's what they did. And, and Shawna was focused on that. And the thing with focus is you don't need, nor could you, and, and you know, there's people out there who will disagree, but you cannot focus 100% 24-7. You know, your body just naturally has peaks and valleys. So you have to you know, limit your, your focus to a time when you have freedom to conduct whatever activity it is that you're going to do. In other words, multitasking in my world is not a great thing because when you multitask, you are not focused on one thing. There's no laser focus. It's like a scattered shot, it's like a um, you know a shotgun shell that the pellets go all over the place, and while some of them hit their target, others just go wide. But when you are a sniper, that bullet is hitting its target dead on, and that's what I'm talking about with focus. You need to know what you want to accomplish that day, that month, that week, that year. You want to know what you're doing, what direction you're going in then You need to calm down, relax, and focus on that target as if you were a sniper because you're not going to be able to sustain that level of concentration all day. So get yourself in a spot physically and mentally where you have fewer distractions and you can sit down and you can engage on that sniper journey. You're going to target what you want to accomplish, and that's what you're going to do for however long you can do it or or whatever set period of time you have. You know, there are a lot of people that say, I've got other jobs in this entrepreneurial journey of mine. Right now, I can't devote 100% of my time to it because I need to work. So I'm doing it when I can. And that is okay. I don't believe that you have to have 100% of your day devoted to your entrepreneurial journey. It's just not practical unless you are born With a huge trust fund or tons of money, you've got to make a living somehow. And while you're building a company, that's the most I I would say delicate time because you're still trying to make a living, and then you're still, you know, you've got this desire to grow this brand. So you can do it. But when you sit down to do something, to do that task that you set out for, to achieve the goal that you set for yourself, then have it, as distraction-free as possible, okay? That's when you want to breathe and you want to focus before you pull that trigger on that sniper rifle, okay? It's a big difference between the shotgun approach and the sniper. And just, you know, pay attention to that and be aware of that because that's how you're going to achieve baby steps because that's what it's all about. You know, it's, we talked about it during a marathon, not a sprint, and that's, entrepreneurship. It is a marathon. It is baby steps. One step forward, then you're going to have a few steps back, but then you're going to come back with three steps forward. So it's that process and you can't lose sight of the ultimate goal, but you also need to realize that you need daily goals, individual daily goals and weekly goals and monthly goals. And when you need to sit down and it's time now to work on your business, Maybe you worked all day long, but now it's time to work on your business. And you know, you know your level of energy. You're a little tired, but you've got the passion driving you. And you're going to sit down for two hours to work on your business. Well, then make that two hours laser focus, sniper focused. Turn off the TV. You know, Get yourself in a, in a physical and mental state where you can spend the most high quality two hours that you've ever spent in your life. And you will see that you will start to accomplish those goals that you set out for yourself. And you know what? When you're starting off a company, you've got all these these big goals down the line. But when you achieve baby steps, you're going to build success on success. It's like compound interest in a bank. You can absolutely build your company and build success off of very small successes. Sometimes it's just getting to make a phone call that maybe you've been putting off because you're afraid of being rejected. But if your focus is, today I'm going to make that phone call, and that phone call takes you five minutes, that is a success. And you're going to be able to build on that success every day so long as you have that goal and then that focus. So um, I hope that this episode was helpful. I mean, certainly a great story. And uh, really, really dedicated and nice people. And that's what I like to see in entrepreneurs. Super nice people who were grateful for the experiences and education that re- they received from other entrepreneurs and willing to pay it forward and to help others. I mean, what a great thing for them to say, hey, if you've got questions, you can feel free to contact us. Amazing. And and I think that when you pay it forward, I think that, um, you know, Good things happen to you, and that's a a wonderful way to be, and I commend them for that. Uh, Great product and uh, great people. So we can learn a lot from them. We will have them back on the show in a few months so we can follow up with them and see where they are. And in the meantime, if you have any questions about this show or about them, you can feel free to contact us, and we can get in touch with them, or you can contact them directly at thepaleodietbar.com and then, of course, uh, the email address is info at uh, If you guys have any comments or questions about today's show or you'd like to know more about focusing on, on your task and establishing your goals with respect to your entrepreneurial journey, please feel free to contact us and connect with us. You can go to utlradio.com, and all of the links for our social media and our our email. It's right on the website. There's a ton of stuff going on on the website as well. We're in the middle of a couple giveaways and uh, we've got some of our back to school scholarship is still active, a ton of things that are going on. So check out utlradio.com so that you can take full advantage of all the things that we offer. That's gonna do it for today's show. Again, thank you all for listening. If you've not yet subscribed, on YouTube or on iTunes, make sure you do so and share this station and share the information that you're learning with your friends, families, uh, family, and colleagues. Let them know about utoradio.com. That's going to do it for today. Until next time, stay, stay tuned, you know, focus on, on success and take those baby steps. Remember that there's power in understanding the law. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Planning a spring break getaway? Well, with the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles on any purchase you make today and every day. And those miles add up to get you closer to that trip to paradise. Every vanilla soy latte, double miles. Every time you pump gas, double miles. Even when you buy a set of monogram beach towels, yep, double miles. You earn unlimited double miles on every purchase. And then you go. The Capital One Venture Card. The card that takes you there. What's in your wallet?
0: Capital One Bank USANA.